Hello and thanks for streaming this episode from ACF Church. Our hope is that this word would encourage you to walk closer with God and with your local church. We hope you consider partnering in the work God's doing here by joining a life group, serving, and giving. If you'd like to give financially to the mission of ACF Church, you can do so safely on our website at acfak.org or by texting the amount to 907-341-4213. Now prepare your hearts to hear God's word. Good morning, ACF Church. My name is Angela, and I am honored to be able to share with you this morning as we continue in our series that is called All the Feels. And if this is your first time with us, basically what we are doing is we are taking a look at the life of Jesus. And because Jesus is fully God and fully man, he sets the perfect example for us that we can follow so that we can be the most emotionally healthy and the most spiritually healthy. We've also been walking through a book called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. And if you haven't picked up a copy, I really would encourage you to do so. We are walking through that book in our groups. And if you don't have a group, I would encourage you to, to find people that you can get into conversation with, that you can connect with, talking about the life of Jesus and how we can be the most emotionally and spiritually healthy people. And so this morning, Pastor Brian asked if I would share on something that we call white space. So if you don't know what white space is, I brought a picture for you. The definition of white space is the unprinted area of a poster or a newspaper page. And so it's a place where nothing is happening. But if you think about it, you need to have the space where nothing is happening because that's actually what helps you see what really is there. And so how do we translate this idea of white space, of a blank space, a place where nothing is getting done? How do we translate that into our walk with God? And how can we take that idea so that we can be both emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy? Again, if you think of white space and maybe to our culture, to most of the world around us, because it's a place where nothing is happening, nothing is getting done, it might seem unproductive. But it's so cool to think that as I was reading through and looking for just ideas and articles about rest, whether people believe in Jesus or not, most people would agree that rest is important. Rest is important. If you think about corporations, they have rules in place that if you work a certain hour shift, they are required by law 
to let you have a certain amount of breaks at regular intervals throughout your shift. And if they don't, they can get in trouble. They can get sued. Think about exercise. Experts say that when you build a rest interval into your exercise plan, it actually helps you lift more weights. You're able to do more repetitions. And even our muscles grow when we are at rest. I remember before I ran my very first marathon, I asked my dad for some advice because he is also a marathon runner. And I remember him saying, before race day, I take seven to 10 days where I just stop. And I thought, that is absolutely ridiculous. There is no way. I've been training for months and months so that I can run 26.2 miles. And you're telling me before race day, seven to 10 days, I need to stop and do nothing? I'm going to lose my breath. I'm going to lose my conditioning. Like, there's no way. But now, having run a few marathons, I can honestly say that when I took that time to stop, when I took that time to rest beforehand, I ran faster. I felt better. And even after my race, I wasn't as sore. So again, rest is the way that we were made. From the very beginning, if you look at the Bible, the very first mention of rest is found in Genesis chapter 2. God created for six days, and on the seventh day, he rested. From the very beginning, rest is the way that we were made. It's the way we were made in God's image. He didn't rest because he was tired. He rested because he was setting the standard for us to follow so that we can be both emotionally and healthy, uh, spiritually healthy. He gave us that example and that, that standard of rest. That word Sabbath means to stop, to cease, and to celebrate. How cool to think that the reason God rested was so that he could enjoy what he had made. And from the very beginning throughout the Bible, we are told, be still and know that I am God. Be still, wait patiently for God to act. But you know rest is important when you find it in the Ten Commandments, right? So Moses teaches about rest. And in Exodus, it says, Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. For God created for six days, and on the seventh day he rested. Again, not because he was tired, but because he was setting this standard and this example for us, the way that we were made in his image. And then again in Deuteronomy, when Moses is teaching the Israelites about rest, he says, remember the Sabbath, for you were slaves in Egypt, but God delivered you. Why do you think that would be a reason to rest? I think it's because when we stop, we have to give up control, and we have to say, all right, I'm not God. I can't do this. Sometimes we have to let things go unfinished. It's hard. But again, resting is made to point us to something greater than ourselves. When we give up control, we have to find rest in something greater than ourselves. And rest is the way that we were made to point us to Jesus Christ.
He longs for us to find our rest in him. So if you would, turn with me to Mark chapter 2. You can find it on the screen behind me. Uh, There might be a Bible around your seat. You can pull that out, Mark chapter 2. If you want to download our free ACF Church app, you will find all the notes not only for today, but also for past sermons and messages, and you can go back and listen to those. There's also a Bible right on that app as part of that app. So if you would, Mark chapter 2, and I'm going to start in verse 23. One Sabbath day, as Jesus was walking through some grain fields, his disciples began breaking off heads of wheat. But the Pharisees said to Jesus, they shouldn't be doing that. It's against the law to work by harvesting grain on the Sabbath. But Jesus replied, Haven't you ever read in the scriptures what King David did when he and his companions were hungry? He went into the house of God during the days when Abiathar was high priest, ate the special bread reserved for the priests alone, and then gave some to his companions. That was breaking the law too. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made to benefit people and not people to benefit the Sabbath. And I, the Son of Man, am master, even of the Sabbath. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And by stopping, by remembering that the Sabbath is made for us, the Sabbath is an advantage, it's a privilege that we have to be the way that we were made to be. It's a reason that we get to stop and to cease and to celebrate Again, it's not an excuse to be lazy. God's people had to work for six days before even getting to the Sabbath day. And I know it doesn't come naturally. Resting is hard. It means you have to stop. You have to give up control and let someone else finish. But again, it's not just important, but it's necessary to be the way that we were made to be. It's the way that we are able to say, I can't, but God can. So I think that I will let him. Resting is a sign of trust. Being the way that we were made to trust in something greater than ourselves. And again, Jesus wants us to find our rest in him. I see trust as totally resting under the Savior's tree. That I come to this stop, I come to this place where I just give up control and I cease my striving and I stay there under the Savior's tree at the cross. Jesus paid it all. Amen and hallelujah. The work is finished. And so when I take time to find this regular rhythm and this regular pattern of stopping and letting go, I'm being the way that I was made. Looking at Jesus' life as he was going, as he was doing what God had called him to do, he often withdrew by himself and he would pray. He would find places of quiet and of solitude as he was going. This rest is not meant to be a crash and burn kind of rest. I'm just going to go, 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 go. Ugh. Now I have no other choice because I'm physically exhausted, I'm physically ill. That's not the type of rest that God is talking about. 
Again, when he created for six days, he didn't rest because he was like, oh, man, creating man, that took it out of me? I am done. No, he rested so that he could celebrate and enjoy his work. I found this really cool story. Well, there's a lot of really cool stories in here. But the one that I'm going to share with you this morning is found in Genesis chapter 24. And now I'm not going to read you the whole story, but I just want to highlight some key verses. So to give you some background, this is a story of Abraham. He and his wife Sarah have a son named Isaac. They have left the land of their forefathers, and they have settled in the land of Canaan. And so when their son Isaac becomes old enough to marry, Abraham sends his servant back to the land of his forefathers with the mission, find a young woman for Isaac to marry. So the servant goes, he finds Rebecca. He finds out that Rebecca, yep, she's of the right lineage. And so this is the servant retelling his story to Rebecca's family. He's saying, these are the events of my day. This is what's been happening with me. And so now what? And what I want you to listen to in this Genesis 24, I'm going to start in verse 42. I just want you to listen to this rhythm. Listen to this regular pattern of stopping. Verse 42, so this afternoon, he's retelling his story, when I came to the spring, I prayed this prayer. O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if you are planning to make my mission a success, please guide me in a special way. Here I am, standing beside this spring. I will say to some young woman who comes to draw water, please give me a drink of water. And she will reply, certainly, and I'll water your camels too. Lord, let her be the one that you have selected to be the wife of my master's son. Before I had finished praying these words, I saw Rebecca coming along with her water jug on her shoulder. She went down to the spring and drew water and filled the jug. So I said to her, please give me a drink. She quickly lowered the jug from her shoulder so I could drink, and she said, certainly, sir, and I will water your camels too. And she did. And when I asked her whose daughter she was, she told me, My father is Bethuel, the son of Nahor, and his wife Milcah. So I gave her the ring and the bracelets. Then I bowed my head and worshipped the Lord. I praised the God, the, the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, because he had led me along the right path to find a wife from the family of my master's relatives. So tell me, will you or won't you show true kindness to my master? When you tell me, then I'll know what my next step should be, whether to move this way or that. Then Laban and Bethuel replied, The Lord has obviously brought you here, so what can we say? Here is Rebekah, take her and go. Yes, let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has directed. At this reply... Abraham's servant bowed to the ground and worshiped the Lord. Did you hear that pattern? As he is going, as he is being the way that he is made, he stops and he asks for direction. God, I need your help. This is what I want it to look like, but I want it to be your will. And before he pr- finishes praying, here comes Rebecca. Happens just like he says, finds out Rebecca's of the right family. He stops again. Thank you, God. And then he goes to her family, he retells, and he says, listen, I need to go 
um, and I need you to tell me, what, what's my next step? And they say this is obviously from God, take her and go. And so he stops again. A regular rhythm and a regular pattern. As you go, as you are being the way that God has called you to be, in your family, in the service, in the hospital, at, at school, at work, wherever God has placed you to find this regular rhythm and this regular pattern of stopping. Because when we stop, that's when we can listen. To be in this posture of constant communion so that we can hear. Like Pastor Brian said last week, he said, you can't listen when you're the one that's speaking. And I would add, you can't hear until you stop. When I was in the army and uh, we would go out on patrols, as soon as we would cross the forward line of troops, one of the first things that we would do is we would come to a security halt. And that was where we would stop. We would look around. We'd listen. We'd smell. We'd make ourselves aware of our new surroundings because more than likely the distractions that we encountered behind friendly lines were not the same distractions ahead of friendly lines. And so we had to take the time to stop so that we could recognize what was going on. And I think of a man named Elijah. His story is found in 1 Kings chapter 19. And here is an amazing prophet of God who has just done some incredible things. And he is on the run. He is afraid. And he stops and he finds rest in a cave. And God says, Elijah, listen for my voice. And so the first thing he hears is a wind, great wind, tears the mountains. But it says God's voice wasn't in the wind. And then an earthquake Living in Alaska, we know a little about earthquakes, don't we? But it says God's voice was not in the earthquake. And then next, a fire. But God's voice wasn't in the fire. Now, these are all ways that God has spoken in the past. So it wouldn't be uncommon for Elijah to hear God's voice in these ways. But for this time, for this way, Elijah had to stop long enough to remove some of the other distractions so that he could hear the gentle whisper. It says so that he could hear the sound of silence. How do you hear the silence? I get it. That can be uncomfortable. I know that I don't always like what I hear in the silence. Why did you say that? What were you thinking? but I have to stop and I have to press in and I have to get rid of the distractions so that I can hear, you are loved. You are chosen. You're a precious daughter of the king. And I get it. It's uncomfortable and awkward and we're going to embrace it this morning anyway. That's what we're going to do. I know you can do it. I'm going to ask you to put down your phone and I'm just going to ask you 30 seconds. That's it. I'm going to ask you to just sit still, close your eyes, and be quiet.
There you go, 30 seconds. Maybe for some of you guys, you're like, that was the best 30 seconds of my week. Nobody was telling me to do anything. Nobody was asking for anything. Maybe some of you fell asleep. That's great. No problem. That's awesome. Maybe others of you were like, I'm just making sure that she's going to only keep us for 30 seconds. I did. I promise. 30 seconds. That was it. You guys did awesome. Silence. That was great. And you did so well that we're going to do it one more time. But this time we're just a little differently. Behind me on the screen, you're going to see Psalm 23. Same thing. Just for 30 seconds, I just want you to sit still, be quiet, and soak in the words of Psalm 23. Amen. That was 30 seconds. That was it. Maybe for some of you, did you guys notice anything different in those two times of being silent? Maybe some of you really liked the first one. No, just let me go to sleep. Just let me be quiet. Let me not have anything to focus on. And maybe for some of you, you were like, no, you know what? I, I liked I liked that. I liked having something, uh, you know, to, to uh, fill my thoughts Something that the writer writes in this book that I really just appreciate. He says, if you find something that helps you, if you find something that helps you create these rhythms and these patterns for rest, for silence, if you find something that helps you do that, then do it. And if it doesn't help you, don't do it. Sounds simple and it sounds easy, I know, but it is so true. If you find something that helps you, then lean into that rhythm. Don't try to compare. Don't try to think that, well, this is how, you know, this person was being quiet and resting and what they used. You know, don't think that just because it worked for someone else that it has to work for you. Our God is a God of endless possibilities. He knows the way that he made each and every one of you. Matthew 11, Jesus says, learn from me. He says he is gentle and humble and let him teach you. Let his Holy Spirit just guide you to show you the ways that you were made to rest. Maybe it's taking a walk. Maybe it's getting on your snow machine and just going as far away as you can. Maybe it's listening to music. Maybe it's sitting and being quiet. Whatever it is, find something that helps you. And enjoy that rhythm. Celebrate the silence. But most importantly, if you hear nothing else, hear the fact that you are not under law. You are under grace. Don't take this to the legalistic example that the Pharisees did in Mark chapter 2. Um, Jesus, excuse me, but these guys on our rest day, they were going through and they were plucking wheat, which means they were harvesting grain, which means they were working. Um, no, they were hungry and they were getting themselves something to eat. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I heard a pastor once say that where the law says 
You'll never make it. You messed up. You know what grace says? Grace says, try again. Try again. Set these attainable goals. Find a rhythm for the way that God has made you. Dig in, press in, lean into that. But if it doesn't work, try again. It's okay. We are not under law. We are under grace. Because resting, silence, stopping, that's hard. It's a discipline. And here's what Hebrews 12, 11 says about discipline. It says, no discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is painful. Hooray! But, another good word in the Bible, but afterward there will be a quiet harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. It's hard. I get it. Stopping, giving up control, that is hard, and it takes practice. But, oh, the harvest of right living, the peace that follows, it is worth it. I have a hard time sitting still. I really do. And stopping is hard for me. When I find myself on the couch and my husband comes and sits next to me, the very first thing that I always ask him uh, is, hey, what do you want to do? Here you are. You're with me. What do you want to do? And nine times out of ten, you know what his response is? I'm doing it. <sighs> so find encouragement in Isaiah 55. Is anyone thirsty? Come and drink. Even if you have no money, come. Take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? And why pay for food that does you no good? Listen, and I will tell you where to get food that is good for your soul. Come to me with your ears wide open. Listen, for the life of your soul is at stake. God says, come to me. Sit with me. Listen to me. He has food that satisfies. Find that rhythm and lean into that. When we think back to this definition of white space, a place where nothing is happening, you know why that is? Because it gives rest to the eyes, it helps prevent fatigue, and it gives balance to the page. We need balance in our lives. Finding those regular rhythms as we go every day, one day every week. Finding those rhythms and that pa those patterns that help us to stop and to celebrate. That's the way that we were made. Please bow your heads with me. God, I just thank you that you are here in this place and that you are the perfect teacher. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that will guide each and everyone here to find their regular rhythm and their regular pattern of rest so that they can be both emotionally healthy and spiritually healthy. God, thank you that we can find our rest in you. 
Thank you for your son, Jesus, who paid it all once and for all. What a gift, God. Give us ways so that we can stop, that we can remember, so that we can celebrate and we can lift your name above every other name. God, we just thank you for this day and we thank you for this time. And it is in the holy and precious name of Jesus that I pray, amen.